today's episode. We are on episode four of A Joel New World. Today is June 23rd, 2022. And good news, I got to enjoy a Disney morning yesterday morning. I went into Hollywood Studios first thing in the morning. I actually booked a um, Genie Plus Lightning Lane reservation for Rock and Roller Coaster. I just kind of got the urge to ride that one. I haven't ridden it in a few years. And did that first thing in the morning, knocked it out. I got to walk through Toy Story Land, check out all the new merchandise there, and Galaxy's Edge as well. Went to the Droid Depot, and I actually saw some really cool merchandise in there. I bought myself a, an awesome new mug. It's like an Astromech Droid Oil mug, and it's, it's very nice. It's very solid, very heavy. It has a picture of R2-D2 on one side. The other side, it has the Droid Depot logo with like a barcode on it, and some of that like foreign droid language on there as well i love it it was 19.99 so not a bad deal after the discount i think i saved four dollars um that was pretty awesome i wanted to check in and see if they do have like the the c series droids available to build i know my daughter and i built uh an r series sort of like an r2d2 unit with different colors and that was 99.99 at the time and they do have the c series available now to start building they have those on the conveyor belt and i even saw chopper available one that's already pre-built and boxed for you and that one was 120 dollars. so those are starting to come around so it looks like instead of those two options the bb and the r series now it looks like you're able to make a c series as well which i think that might be my next one to create i've only done an r series and that's my only one i purchased a dj rex as well and i think i bought that like three years ago and I love that. It's like a DJ. It, it's like a Bluetooth speaker. Uh, and he does move just like a droid, too. So that, that's the best of both worlds. They do still sell that. I saw that at um, Tatooine Traders outside of Star Tours yesterday, too. So if you're looking for that, that is available. Uh, other than that, I also got to play Toy Story Midway Mania. Or Midway, I think it's just Mania. I know Disneyland's called Midway Mania. So I got to play that as well. I didn't score as well as I normally do. I usually get like right around 200,000. So I was a little disappointed in myself. But I did end up with like 165,000 or something like that. So not too shabby. But I had a great time doing it. And I noticed recently that at Toy Story Mania, they had that one track open where you have to go up the stairs and then down the stairs. And the other track wasn't open for some reason. And it was causing long lines and a pretty big backup at that attraction. But... Yesterday, I actually got to go through the way, um, I think it's called like the C-Track or something. I heard one of the cast members talking about it. And you actually go around, you don't have to go up the stairs and, and around. So um, so that one looks to be in operation again. And hopefully that helps with the wait times at Toy Story Mania. But I love the theming in that place. It's one of my favorite cues for sure. Alright, to start off today's show, we're going to start with the news. And I'm very excited for this. This actually just came out this week as Disney's celebrating Halfway to Christmas. Very similar to what they were doing last month with Halfway to um, Halloween. With the release of the not-so-scary dates and so forth. But dates for the return of Mickey's Very Merry Christmas have been announced. So I'm very excited for this. We're planning on attending this for the first time since we're locals now. And we usually just didn't travel during this time if we ever did travel it would be during uh, thanksgiving and it just wasn't 
just didn't work out for us. So we're very excited to attend this Mickey's Very Merry Christmas party. It is a hard ticketed event and um, you do have to purchase it for the Magic Kingdom as a separate part of your day. But as a part of Disney's halfway to Christmas celebration, Disney has announced that select resort guests can purchase tickets to Mickey's Very Merry Christmas Party beginning on June 30th. So set your um, timers, set your reminders for that date if you are planning a trip. I think one thing you can do is you can already go ahead and book a reservation at a hotel if you plan on attending on a certain date in these dates that I'm about to announce here. And if you have a reservation, you can go ahead and just uh, purchase tickets for this individual event. If not, and you're waiting just to go, maybe you're local like I am, and you don't want to get a resort room for this event, the public can begin purchasing them about a week later on July 7th, so after the 4th. Prices will range from $149 to $199, and the 2022 event dates are... So for November, you have the 8th, 10th, 11th, 14th, 15th, 17th, 18th, 20th, 22nd, 27th, and 29th. The dates for December are as follows. 1, or December 1st, 2nd, 4th, 6th, 8th, 9th, 11th, 13th, 15th, 16th, 18th, 20th, and 22nd. So the 22nd probably will be the most expensive since it's so close to Christmas. And I'm assuming December would probably be uh, a loftier price, closer to that $199 as opposed to November, if I had to guess. So, like I said, I'm very excited for this. I'm not sure what date I want to attend yet. Um, price could play into this, but I definitely want to get into the holiday spirit. And there's no place better to get into the holiday spirit better than Disney you just get that music playing starting right after Halloween. It's almost like instantly they turn on that Christmas playlist. And you're just kind of transported to that that Disney and that Christmas mode. Um, and you get prepared for Christmas. Even though it's kind of warm here in Florida and that time of year, you start to feel in the mood. Those trees go up. Those, um, those massive, amazing looking trees go up in all the parks. Disney Springs participates as well. So... I'm very much looking forward to being a local and starting with the fall and Halloween season going through Christmas. I'm definitely looking forward to those um, ticketed events and just the theming in the parks. Those are the best times of the year, in my opinion, to go to Disney. Uh, as a part of this event, guests can see Mickey's Once Upon a Christmas Time Parade. Sounds like Santa and his reindeer will be making a visit as well through the parades. So that sounds amazing. And I would love to see that. I wonder if it's themed to Mickey's Once Upon a Christmas. I, I haven't seen any videos on it in the past, so I'm very excited to see that. There's a special fireworks show as well. Guests can enjoy complimentary cookies and hot cocoa. But let's face it, you're paying for those. The world-famous er, Jungle Cruise will transform into the Jingle Cruise. Space Mountain, Tomorrowland Speedway, Monsters, Inc. Laugh Floor, and Mad Tea Party will receive a special party-exclusive makeover. I have no idea what that is. I haven't heard of that in the past. Maybe it's something that's already been done. Maybe it's something new. I'm not 100% sure. But I'm really excited to see what that could be. Maybe like the Mad Tea Party will have some Christmas music playing. Or it'll be hot cocoa instead of like tea, cups of tea or something like that. I don't know. That sounds pretty cool. Maybe the Tomorrowland Speedway will turn into sleighs or something like that. Or sleds instead of 
vehicles. I could see that. That would be cool. And Space Mountain, I I know in Disneyland, they're really good about doing these overlays for the different seasons. I know they have a Halloween one. They had a Star Wars one, which I wish Star Wars would make an appearance here, at least for like a month or two. I think that would be awesome to see here as well. But I definitely want to see that Christmas time Space Mountain here, if that's what it is. Guests will also receive a special 50th anniversary keepsake themed for the holidays. Um, this could be, I don't know, I'm anticipating like a pin or something like that. But who knows, it could be something really cool. I guess you need to feel like you're getting something else as a part of this, these loftier prices, like I said. But I'm very excited for it. I know it is more expensive and it's something else you have to pay for. Sometimes 200 bucks per person. So that could really add up if you have a huge family. For us, it's not too bad. We just have three tickets that we have to purchase since our son is under three. But it does add up very quickly. And I understand the negative feedback on that. But our experiences, we did, my wife and I, before we had kids, we attended the Halloween party one evening. And it was awesome. It was one of the best experiences that we have ever experienced at the Disney parks. And that was one of our first like after hour events that we've ever experienced. We got to go around trick-or-treating, getting candy from different stations. And the most important thing was those wait times were super low. And that almost never happens. It feels like you had Magic Kingdom to yourselves. And we also experienced that with um, sometimes when we're staying at the Dolphin or Swan or some of those deluxe resorts. And they offer those extended or special hours for deluxe resort guests. It feels very similar to that as well. You get basically Magic Kingdom to yourself. And for me, we're, we're, we're willing to pay for that because you can almost knock out anything you wanted to in those extra two hours at night. Anyways, one other bit of holiday news. I've also heard some rumblings that Guardians of the Galaxy Cosmic Rewind will feature a seasonal playlist in time for Christmas. This blew my brain or blew my mind, basically. Um... I was talking to my wife the other day and I was like, man, I really hope they change out some of these songs or throw in like a few other ones here and there throughout the run of this ride and change up that playlist a little bit or maybe give you something else to look forward to. But I didn't even fathom the idea that they would change and have a seasonal playlist for Christmas or even Halloween or something like that. But I have heard rumblings that there's going to be a seasonal playlist in time for Christmas and that just sounds amazing to me. Um, I can't even imagine how great that's going to be riding through that ride. I've ridden it five times and gotten like four different songs already. I know there's six right now of those classic hits like from the 80s. But Christmas music and Cosmic Rewind put together, I can't wait to see what that looks like. That really gets me excited to go and ride that ride and go to Epcot for Christmas. Um, I don't know if they're going to like put a special video in there as well to make it more holiday themed, but that could be cool as well. That could be an awesome addition. I really don't know if you need it. Uh, and the music could, could honestly, you know, suffice basically, but that's the news for today and very, very excited for the holidays coming up very soon. It is the end of June almost, and we're halfway to Christmas folks. It'll be here before you know it. Those holiday parties and the Halloween theming will start here uh, very, very soon in about two months, it sounds like. So um, those are my favorite themings for the park, and I love looking forward to that. And hopefully you do as well.
let's get to the e-ticket attraction for today's show and why you're all here for this episode number four brackets i'm a huge fan of brackets i'm a huge fan of the ncaa march madness tournament i just think that the brackets are the coolest thing ever and i feel like it is the ultimate way to determine an overall champion if you can't defeat the person that you are um, going against in whatever round it is then you don't deserve to be champion in my book so in order to be the man you got to beat the man right according to rick flair um for my wwe fans out there but today we are going to take a look at a classic bracket and we have 32 instead of teams we have 32 rides or attractions at the walt disney world resort and if you're familiar with the ncaa tournament they usually have like a region where it's like midwest the south something like that or north something like that right but instead of that those regions we created the parks so basically at each park we're going to determine the best attraction at each park and whoever takes that that victory from let's say magic kingdom or animal kingdom will go on to face the other three attractions which took the victory from each part simple enough right today's episode we're going to announce this bracket that i created for each of the four parks so at the top we have magic kingdom and we have seated these teams one through eight one being one of the strongest attractions at that park and eight being a lesser attraction when i get to magic kingdom as you all are aware or maybe you don't know magic kingdom is stacked with rides and the number eight attraction could be a number one in some people's book or the number seven attraction could be a number one in some person's mind but if you go to animal kingdom it's kind of tough to find eight rides or eight attractions but when we get there that number eight is going to have a really hard time taking out the number one so how it works is the number one seed always takes on the worst seed in the seeding that's to make it the most fair you're kind of rewarded with being the best team or best attraction in some way and then you're going to play the weakest opponent so to speak so here let's announce the magic kingdom bracket starting with the one seed i chose seven dwarfs mind train it is the only individual lightning lane that's offered through genie the genie plus system right now and it runs about 10 to 12 dollars on average as we covered in the previous episode so the one seat is seven dwarfs mine train the number eight seat is splash mountain so like i said splash mountain is classic i know it's getting a retheming very soon but some people go to magic kingdom specifically to ride splash mountain so that's an extremely good matchup in the first round Next, we're going to go on to our four seed, which will be taken on our five seed. So this is probably one of the closest matchups out there. And it's a battle of the mountains in the four and five seed. So number four, Space Mountain. Number five, Big Thunder Mountain Railroad. Let's go on to the three seed. It's a three, six, or yeah, three, six matchup. So three seed versus a six seed. And my three seed is Jungle Cruise going against the six seed, which is Pirates of the Caribbean. So Battle of the Water in that matchup. And I'm loving these matchups so far. The final Magic Kingdom matchup in the first round is a two seed taking on a seven seed. The two seed being Haunted Mansion and a seven seed of Peter Pan's Flight. And I know some people could put that as a number one as well. So this 
park is stacked with rides and I chose the top eight. Maybe your top eight is a little bit different, but this is what I chose and those are kind of some of the reasons why I chose it. The number one, I usually tried to put an individual lightning lane as a number one seed. That's the premier and usually most in-demand ride at a park. All right, so on the left-hand side of our bracket, we have Magic Kingdom at the top. The winner of Magic Kingdom overall will take on Animal Kingdom eventually. So we have Animal Kingdom at the bottom. We have our top eight seeds. Let's get to the seeding of Animal Kingdom. Our one seed here is Expedition Everest. Our eight seed is It's Tough to Be a Bug. And boy, was it tough to find an eighth seed for Animal Kingdom. But I chose it because there was a Genie Plus uh, Lightning Lane availability for It's Tough to Be a Bug. So I'm pretty sure I know who's going to win this one, but it is Expedition Everest versus It's Tough to Be a Bug in the first round. Then we have a four and a five seed matchup. Our four seed is Dinosaur, and our five seed is Cali River Rapids. So that one is a tough one. And I will be putting out some um, some polls on my Twitter feed for some of these tougher, like four seed and five seed matchups, or those three versus six seed, because those are the toughest matchups on here. And I want to see what you think is the better attraction. I want to hear from the listeners. So make sure to follow me at Joel New World. That's my Twitter handle. And look for those polls and, um, you know, leave me some suggestions for future content, future episodes maybe some listener questions. Maybe if you have some questions for me, I can answer those on a future episode as well. So just let me know and uh, make sure to participate. Follow me on Twitter. And let's get on to, um, so we had our four seed dinosaur versus our five seed Cali River Rapids at Animal Kingdom. Our three seed is Kilimanjaro Safaris and our six seed is Navi River Journey. So which one's better, Kilimanjaro Safaris or Navi, Navi River Journey? And the final matchup of the first round at Animal Kingdom, our two-seed Flight of Passage takes on our seven-seed Triceratops Spin. So like I can, like I said earlier, Magic Kingdom is stacked. Animal Kingdom, some of these matchups are going to be clear-cut winners, I think. All right, announcing the first round at Hollywood Studios. We're moving to the other side of the bracket now. Our number one seed is Star Wars Rise of the Resistance. That one's always in demand. It's an amazing attraction. The theming's incredible. And it is one of those individual lightning lanes that you have to pay for. It's going to take on another Star Wars attraction. And it's the classic. It's the OG Star Tours. All right. So Rise of the Resistance is the one seed. And the eight seed is Star Tours. That's a pretty cool matchup. And I like to think about um, comparing some of the aspects like the queue, the waiting area. And just the theming of the overall rides and seeing who the victor is, who's the winner. I think I know who it's going to be, but maybe it's closer than you think. Okay, our four seed is Smuggler's Run, and that is taking on Mickey and Minnie's Runaway Railway. So early on, we have a couple of Star Wars attractions. We have three, to be exact. So our four is Smuggler's Run versus Mickey and Minnie's Runaway Railway in the five seed. Moving on to our three and six matchup. Slinky Dog Dash is our three seed, taking on Toy Story Mania in the six seed. So we, we do have a Toy Story matchup here as well. I love these first round matchups. And it kind of does, it works in this way. That's the good thing about a bracket here, especially the way that they're paired up in the first round. Which attraction is the best one in each land, right? So which Star Wars attraction is the best? Which Toy Story attraction is the best? And then they continue to move on to later rounds. So I like the setup for this bracket. 
So again, which one's better, Slinky Dog Dash or Toy Story Mania? Our two seed, our final matchup at Hollywood Studios is Tower of Terror. And I think it's becoming one of my favorite attractions at any park, the more I ride it. So our two seed Tower of Terror versus our seven seed Rock and Roller Coaster, which I just rode yesterday. And that's also an amazing attraction as well. I love it. So Tower of Terror or Rock and Roller Coaster, what do you prefer? That's the first round matchup for Hollywood Studios. And Epcot, let's go on down to Epcot. That's our final park, our last eight seeds. I'm sure everybody can guess what our number one seed is here. It's the newest attraction at Epcot. It is Guardians of the Galaxy Cosmic Rewind. It's very in demand. It just came out Memorial Day weekend and Memorial Day to be exact. And you do have to pay for this. There's only a virtual queue offered for this as well. So it's very hard to get onto this attraction. Um, so I made it my number one. The number eight seed, I made the Seas with Nemo and Friends. So which one's better, Guardians or the Seas with Nemo and Friends? I think I know who's going to win that, but you never know. All right, our four seed, Frozen Ever After, takes on Remy's Ratatouille Adventure. So four seed versus five seed, Frozen versus Remy's. Which one is better? That's a good matchup there, too. All right, our three seed is Soaring Around the World. That's that classic attraction. Um, feels like you're hang gliding across, across the world, basically. So Soaring Around the World is our three seed taking on Spaceship Earth. So a little travel theme in that first round. Which one's better, Soaring or Spaceship Earth? And the final matchup is Test Track and our two seed taking on Journey into Imagination with Figment, the seven seed. So which one's better, Test Track or Journey into Imagination with Figment? All right, I'm actually going to reveal today who I think is the best attraction and which one, in my opinion, I'm going to share my opinions on why I think a certain attraction or certain ride should beat the other one in this first round only. I'll have a future episode that declares the champion, so I'll do like a second and third round um, episode or edition of this as well, following our Disney rides bracket. And then I'll do a special episode to determine the final four. And... I hopefully I can get some feedback from you all to see what you think as well. Maybe I can leave it up to the listeners if I get enough participation from that. Um, maybe I can leave it up to votes as opposed to my opinion. So I want to make it all about the listeners here. Okay, and get you involved in the show. Let's start. We're going to start on the left-hand side of the bracket. It's either Magic Kingdom or Animal Kingdom. I'm going to start at Animal Kingdom because I think there's more clear-cut winners there. And then I will move on to Magic Kingdom. So, in the first round, we have our one seed, Expedition Everest, versus our eight seed, It's Tough to Be a Bug. And for me, this is a landslide victory, unless you absolutely hate Expedition Everest and can't stand it. But I think here, it has to be Expedition Everest. So I have Expedition Everest moving on to the second round, and... It's an amazing attraction. It's like the staple of Animal Kingdom, other than the Tree of Life. But rides-wise, that um, Everest Mountain, just the view of that, that is the landmark of Animal Kingdom, in my opinion. So, for those reasons, and the, it's an awesome roller coaster, you get to go backwards as well, if you're not familiar. It has the Yeti. I know the Yeti doesn't work like it's supposed to, but uh, it's still an awesome time, and I love it. 
it does offer a single rider line as well. So that's kind of like a automatic fast pass without paying for it. So I feel like, and I think that's the only fast single pa single rider line at Animal Kingdom. So Expedition Everest, I got in that line and got in in less than five minutes. So if you don't mind being broken up into different parties, if you have a couple people in your party going, uh, they will split you up as they need you. But it's a really easy way to get in quickly to that ride. And sometimes it can have long waits. All right, so Expedition Everest takes out It's Tough to Be a Bug. Our four and five seed, this one's a little bit tougher. And our four seed is Dinosaur taking on our five seed Cali River Rapids. This one's a little different, right? One of them is um, you're kind of going on a tour and like a time machine back in time to save a dinosaur and bring him back. But the other one is a boat ride. It's one of those classic rapids rides where you have eight people in a little raft and you usually have a couple of drops going around and basically this is just your preference do you like getting wet on rides do you not if this was the disneyland version of dinosaur which is indiana jones i would clearly take indiana jones i like that ride much better than dinosaur in my opinion and i wish they would i honestly wish they would transform it into indiana jones here or something a little different or similar Dinosaur is not my favorite attraction at Animal Kingdom. So for that reason, I'm going to go with Cali River Rapids. And I think that Cali River Rapids upsets Dinosaur in this first round matchup. I, nine times out of ten, I prefer to ride Cali River Rapids over Dinosaur any day. I haven't ridden Dinosaur in probably four years. So if that says anything about it. Um, my kids even prefer Cali River Rapids over Dinosaur. So, um... So there we go. So moving on to the second round is Cali River Rapids, and it will be facing off against Expedition Everest in the next round. All right, moving on to our three versus six seed. Our three seed Kilimanjaro Safaris takes on Navi River Journey, the six seed. So which ride do you like better? For me, I'm going to be selecting Kilimanjaro Safaris. I feel like this is Animal Kingdom in a nutshell. This is why you come to Animal Kingdom, you want to see animals, and it feels like you're transported to Africa, but you're actually still in Florida. So they did an awesome job with the theming, this little ride-through safari-style guide, um, guided vehicle, does an amazing job, and not to knock Navi River Journey much, I feel like Navi is a shorter ride, and there's no drops or any thrill factor involved, but with Kilimanjaro Safaris, you can have a different ride every single time, depending on the animals that you see. Maybe you get stopped by a rhino or a giraffe that's blocking the road and just is being stubborn and won't move or whatever. But um, your ride time is over 20 minutes as opposed to like three minutes. So for those factors, I'm picking Kilimanjaro Safaris to make it to the second round. Moving on to our final matchup at Animal Kingdom. The two seed, Flight of Passage, taking on our seven seed, Triceratops Spin. I do love a good Triceratops Spin ride. It does have um, any age requirement or any height requirement can ride this ride. But Flight of Passage is so innovative and it's, it was groundbreaking, especially when it came out five years ago. And for that reason, I'm picking Flight of Passage. It is the individual lightning lane at Animal Kingdom. So you do have to pay for it if you want to get um, 
a lightning lane reservation for it. And I love it. You get to ride on the back of a Banshee as you fly through Pandora. And I don't know how they do it, but it basically feels like the Banshee or the vehicle that you're riding is breathing. So you can kind of feel it expanding and contracting as you're riding it. And it doesn't get much better than this um, for a theme park ride. So for that reason, I chose Flight of Passage. All right, so now moving on to the second round, we have the next round matchup being Expedition Everest versus Cali River Rapids and Kilimanjaro Safaris versus Flight of Passage at Animal Kingdom. Okay, going on to the most stacked land or park is Magic Kingdom. We're going to take a look at the first round matchups and the f number one seed is Seven Dwarfs Mine Trade taking on number eight Splash Mountain. This is one of the toughest matchups on this bracket, I think, because people always have that classic Splash Mountain photo, but there's that Seven Dwarfs Mine Train too. Some people knock it for being a little bit too short, right? And I agree with that at times, but the ride vehicle sways. It goes back and forth as you go around those curves and you're basically in a mine cart and it does have some pretty good thrill, uh, thrill factor for a family-friendly coaster so for that i'm gonna have to go with let's see what should i go with here i think i'm gonna go with the nostalgia factor and go with splash mountain it is a longer ride for one i love the theming throughout it i know it is re-theming and i think it's going to be incredible just the same um but you grew up, if you've been riding this ride for years, you just, you're whistling the song all day long as you go through the zippity doodah song. And they do a really good job of building up that final drop. And you kind of feel a sense of dread when you come and see those vultures at the top and you know that you're about to go down that big drop. So for that reason, I chose Splash Mountain over Seven Doors Mine Train. All right, shocker in the first round here at the Magic Kingdom. So Splash Mountain takes out Seven Dwarfs Mine Train in my bracket. But I want to hear from you. What do you guys think? Let me know on Twitter. Next, our four seed versus our five seed. Space Mountain versus Big Thunder Mountain Railroad. And for this, I'm going with my personal favorite ride. And it's Big Thunder Mountain Railroad. For me, it doesn't get much better than this. This is what really brought me to theme parks originally and still brings me back. I love the theming of this ride. I love the ride vehicle, the thrills that you get. Um, it also changes depending on if you ride it in the daytime versus nighttime. So you kind of get two rides there, you can argue. You get to see the whole park as you're going around. And Space Mountain, you get one thing basically, unless they put like an overlay on it or something. But you're in the dark and it's a little bit jerky of a ride. I know it's a great ride. I love riding it too at times, but... I could ride Big Thunder Mountain Railroad all day long, and I do. So I chose Big Thunder Mountain Railroad to move on in my bracket. So we have Splash Mountain versus Big Thunder Mountain Railroad in the next round to look at. All right, next, the three seed Jungle Cruise versus Pirates of the Caribbean. And this one was tough for me. These are both boat rides, and they're both classic attractions. Pirates of the Caribbean has a multi-film franchise built off of just the attraction, Jungle Cruise has a film built off of it as well, so um, starring The Rock. And what I went with here is the overall theming of it. And 
just the joy that you get from each ride and the fact that each ride can be different on the Jungle Cruise based on your skipper and the jokes that they tell. They tell some of the same ones over and over again, the classic ones that you come back for, but also they sprinkle in a few new ones every time, depending on your skipper. So for that reason, I chose Jungle Cruise to take down Pirates of the Caribbean. I love both attractions, but I had to pick one, and I chose Jungle Cruise. Moving on to the second round. The final matchup at Magic Kingdom, our two-seed Haunted Mansion versus our seven-seed Peter Pan's Flight. Both of these are dark attractions or dark rides. Haunted Mansion, you get an awesome doom buggy. Peter Pan's Flight, you get an amazing boat to ride through. And the rides are a little bit different in that the boat at Peter Pan's Flight is the track is above you, basically, and it's carrying you around the attraction. Haunted Mansion, you're grounded, basically. So, I went overall theming, ride time of it, just the overall experience of these two rides. I'm going to have to go with Haunted Mansion. It's one of my favorite attractions. It's one of my kids' favorite attractions as well. They don't get scared by the spooky stuff, but um, they do keep the spooky stuff very light and kind of silly at times too. So for that, I do appreciate it. And uh, Peter Pan's Flight, I don't enjoy the queue very much. I know they've added some a few things, but it's, it's a long wait in there, in there sometimes. And Haunted Mansion, I know you could be stuck outside sometimes. But there are times when you can get this without low to minimal weights. And um, for my money, I'd rather ride Haunted Mansion. You're inside longer, getting more air conditioning too. And the overall theming, the stretching room, the ghost hosts, the graveyard scene, it doesn't get much better than that. And that, that screams Disney to me. So I have Haunted Mansion going on to face Jungle Cruise in the second round. So we have Splash Mountain versus Big Thunder Mountain Railroad. And Jungle Cruise versus Haunted Mansion in the second round of Magic Kingdom. Some pretty awesome matchups there in the second round. Continuing our e-ticket attraction for today's episode. And thank you to all those. Just our shameless plug for today's episode. Thank you for downloading and following the podcast, subscribing. It really helps me out. And if you like the show, uh, leave me a rating as well. I'd love to hear from you. Leave me your honest feedback. And... Again, thank you for following the show and downloading as well and listening. And I want to make this more about you, so also follow me at A Joel New World on Twitter and let me know what you think. Look out for some of these polls on some of these tougher matchups. And I definitely want to hear from you on what you think should be the better right. And let me know what you think about future content for future episodes. I want to know and I want you guys to listen to what you want to want to what you want to hear basically. All right, so moving on to the other side of the bracket, we have Hollywood Studios and Epcot. Let's start at Epcot. I feel like Hollywood Studios has some better matchups, in my opinion. But going on to Epcot, our number one seed is Cosmic Rewind, that new Guardian of the, Guardians of the Galaxy attraction at Epcot, versus our eight seed, The Seas with Nemo and Friends. And for me, this is a landslide victory, not even close. Guardians of the Galaxy Cosmic Rewind is one of the best attractions I've ever been on. And it happens to be my favorite ride right now. I know it has some of that newness factor and um, yeah, it's basically new, right? And then over time, as you experience it more and more, sometimes that fades away a little bit. But for this one, I find it hard to believe that this one's going to fade. And I just feel like a little kid every time I ride it. 
and if I write it, um, like if I write it by myself when my wife's waiting with the kids or something like that because they can't write it, and I get on with somebody who hasn't written it before, just like watching their reaction for the first time is is incredible. Um, one time this guy, similar to my age, he happened to be um, writing it for the first time, and you could tell, you know, when it's their first time writing it, you don't know if you're going to enjoy it or if you're going to get sick on it, or if you're, um, you know, you're just kind of a nervous wreck, basically. And I could see he was, like, nervous, but ready to write it. And he just ended up giggling the, like a like a kid the whole time, because he loved it so much. And, and that's what I love about Disney and about some of these attractions as well. And that's what I love about Cosmic Rewind. Um, One-of-a-kind attraction, and it's my favorite ride right now. And I think it's going to be that way for quite a while. We'll see when Tron comes out. Um, but... For my money, Cosmic Rewind, I'll write that multiple times a day, and I'll write it every single day if I could, but I could, that could get kind of expensive, so we'll see. But in this matchup of Cosmic Rewind versus the Seas of Nemo and Friends, Cosmic Rewind takes the cake here. I love the Seas with Nemo and Friends. I feel like it's an underrated attraction at Epcot. A lot of people don't talk about it, but there is a full-size aquarium, which is really expensive. And it has a couple of manatees swimming around. You can watch them feeding at times. It has sharks. It has um, other aquatic animals as well. And a lot of cool fish to look at. Some eels and things like that. But um, And then in one room with like these little circular tanks, there's always like a dory, as my daughter calls, calls this fish. The blue fish like dory. And it's just continually swimming around in a circle. So... Um, so we love going there. We love checking out the pavilion after the ride as well and learning more about aquatic life. But in this matchup, it got a tough a tough draw in this first round, and Cosmic Rewind moves on to the second round. Our four seed, Frozen Ever After, takes on the second newest attraction, Remy's Ratatouille Adventure, which is a five seed. And for me, I would say Remy's is an awesome addition to the park. As well as Frozen Ever After. It's been around for a little, uh, quite a bit longer than Remy's. But they are two of the newer attractions to the World Showcase. And Remy's is themed like you're the size of a rat working through or going throughout a kitchen. And you're inside of walls at times and things like that. And it's an amazing ride. It's trackless system. And it's a fun ride. Um, but I know that if you are prone to motion sickness and being moved in front of screen after screen, it can get you a little bit motion sick. And for me, it got me a little bit sick the second time I wrote it. The first time, not so much. I don't know if it was because I was sitting in the back seat versus the front seat. It's like a two-tiered um, two system there, the front row versus back row in your little mouse car or rat car. Um, and the first time I rode in the back, the first time, or the second time I rode in the front, and the second time I ended up getting sick. So I don't know if there's like a difference between the two. But um, I would recommend the back row if you get more motion sick. Frozen Ever After. I love this ride. I feel like that's some of the best animatronics that any theme park has to offer. You get to see Sven. I know Sven and Olaf are my favorites throughout that ride. And you get to see Anna and Elsa as well. As, long as, the or as well as the trolls. And... The music in it is incredible. That's why people love the movies. The Frozen movies is from the music and the soundtrack. And it's blaring when you're 
when you're riding it. So um, I love that ride. There's also some thrill factor involved as well. There's a couple of drops, one backwards, one forward. You get a ride photo as well. You get that memory. And for my money, I'm picking Frozen Ever After over Remy's Ratatouille Adventure. I think the rewritability of Frozen is much higher. And Remy's, I think I'm good after once a day, maybe twice. That's my limit. But um, Frozen, I could ride it nonstop and be happy afterwards, basically. So I have Frozen Ever After moving on to the second round to face Guardians of the Galaxy Cosmic Rewind. Let's go on to the next matchup. Soaring Around the World is our three seed versus Spaceship Earth, which is our six seed. And for this one, you're basically soaring around two different things, right? One, you're in a spaceship or a space vehicle, and you're learning about our, our history, right, on Earth. And Soaring Around the World, you're basically hang gliding, and you're going around the world. You're seeing the pyramids, you're seeing the Eiffel Tower, and you're even riding down Epcot into the fireworks. And for me, I feel like both of these have nostalgia factors to me. But if I had to pick one of the two, which one do I prefer to ride? I'm going to go with Soaring Around the World. There's just more thrill factor involved. And I enjoy some of those smaller thrills that Disney offers. And Spaceship Earth doesn't really offer that. It's kind of hot. I wish they would improve the air conditioning on that ride. When you're going up, it kind of gets you a little bit nauseous at times if it gets too hot. And basically, you're you're riding these rides to cool down and to rest some of the time. And you're not getting that all the time with Spaceship Earth. I think it takes like two or three scenes before you start hitting that air conditioning really, really hard. So, um, But Soren, it's pretty cool down there in the land pavilion. And... When you, the moment you lift off the ground and you're like, man, I'm actually up there in the air and I'm up there pretty high, um, that's thrilling for you. And it feels like you're actually moving through these places and it even has some of the smells as well. So it's kind of like a 4D effect. But in this matchup, I'm choosing Sword Around the World to defeat Spaceship Earth to move on to the second round. You guys remember Soren Around California? basically that that uh, original ride that used to have and i know disneyland or california venture had that ride as well which one do you prefer do you prefer soaring around the world or california version i think for me i prefer the california version but maybe that's just because it was the first ride that i rode of these two so let me know but anyways i picked soaring over spaceship earth the last matchup at epcot is test track the two seed Versus Journey into Imagination with Figment, the 7th seed. And I don't think there's going to be much argument here. And I went ahead and chose Test Track. Test Track is a fun ride. It's not my favorite ride at Epcot by any means. I prefer Radiator Springs in California Adventure. Just the whole theming. And you don't really have to go through a whole pre-show or anything like that. You just get onto the ride. I do love designing my own cars at times though. And I love letting my daughter design the car. And that, that's always a good time. And you kind of get to see how it stacks up throughout the test. You're basically testing out your vehicle that you created. How does it react to the elements? How does it handle? What's the acceleration like? And so forth. Uh, so that's a cool interactive addition to the ride. You get up over 60 miles per hour, which is very thrilling. And I love that part of the ride. 
but for my money, I like the one in Radiator Springs better in California. But this is basically the same ride vehicle, just different tracks and different theming, but it's still an amazing ride. Um, Test Track does defeat Figment. One thing I like about Figment is basically it's a walk-on every time, or it's very close to a walk-on every time. So it's one of my most consistent and dependable rides to get on especially with kids and my kids love it they love the soundtrack to figment and they love the um, character figment they love everything about it basically and it's a fun ride for kids and it's just it's good air conditioning and you're resting as well and it's a pretty lengthy ride so um, it's mr dependable basically that attraction figment not to knock it but it's no test track so, moving on to the second round at Epcot, we have Guardians of the Galaxy Cosmic Rewind taking on Frozen Ever After, and then we have Soarin' Around the World taking on Test Track in the second round, which we will cover in a future episode. So think about it, let me know what you think about the bracket so far, my selections, and remember, this is just my selection. I haven't um, talked to my wife or anybody like that, this is just what I think and my opinion, but I want to hear from you because... Your um, input matters to me, and I want to hear what you guys think. I want to hear the debate. All right, moving on to our final park, which is Hollywood Studios, and I'm excited about some of these matchups here. Pretty much all these matchups I'm excited for. So our one seed is Rise of the Resistance, Star Wars, going against the eight seed, Star Tours. So we have new school versus old school. Let's start with Star Tours. I mostly remember this ride back when I was eight years old and um, I came to Disney World for the first time. I rode this ride nonstop. I dragged my dad on this ride multiple times. He still remembers taking me on it over and over and over again because I love the queue. I love seeing the droids for basically the first time in person outside of the movies and seeing C-3PO, R2-D2. We saw Captain Rex there as well, or DJ Rex now, but for my money, that queue and how it's withstood the test of time, it was, I think it was installed in like the 90s or something like that, but it's still arguably one of the best queues out there, and and it's, it's a classic, classic attraction. They've even added in some of those different scenes from newer films as well, as well. so from like episode 9 of the... Um, the rise of skywalker they've added some of those scenes and i love that i even got to be the the spy the rebel spy for the first time so there's just those like nice little touches in there that go overlooked sometimes and uh, my only knock on it really is that it gets hot in there sometimes if it gets too hot in there and you're moving around and you get motion sick it can be too much and if they could do anything, I wish it was just that they kind of cranked up the AC in there. Because it's a lot of people on that ride, and it gets hot in there. And then if you're not good with motion sickness in front of a video screen in 3D, it could be rough. So that's my only real knock on it. I love it because at a park where it's you're waiting in lines nonstop, Star Tours doesn't usually have a really long line. I think it's almost always like 15 to 25 minutes or something like that. And it's almost always available with Genie Plus almost immediately within like 30 to 45 minutes of booking it. So for that, it's very dependable at a park where Fast Pass or those Lightning Lane reservations go extremely quickly. Star Tours is always there to book. That, Muppet Vision, 
those are always there. So I appreciate that. Let's go on to Star uh, Star Wars Rise of the Resistance, who Star Tours is facing. And for some people, this is the best ride ever invented. So you start out and you're almost always moving, right? You're moving from one place to another. So just transporting you to a different part of the ride is part of the ride in this attraction. And that's part of the beauty of it. You have some amazing actors, which are the cast members for this attraction. You have the Rebel Alliance, and you have um, basically the the Empire, right? And they are they're part of the ride. They're part of the attraction. They make it more enjoyable and makes it feel more real, more realistic. And I, my favorite part is when they bust open the door, and then the Rebel um, supporters are in there and saying like, come on, come on, let's go, let's go. Um, and you, you kind of get into it for a second. You're like, all right, let's go. And then you start walking really fast and you're like, I don't think I'm supposed to run, but, uh, I'm going to walk really fast cause you told me to go. And you kind of feel like you're part of that, that ride in that world for just a brief second. So I do appreciate that about the ride. Um, it does have a pretty cool ride vehicle. It's one of those trackless ones. And it does have like a really mini, like Tower of Terror drop inside of it, which I, I love that part of the ride. So based on the level of theming, and there's one part of it that I forgot to mention, but you come out and you see all those stormtroopers in that huge room, and it looks like you're looking out into space. doesn't get much better than that. So for all of those things and those reasons, I chose Rise of the Resistance. I feel like it was a closer and good matchup based on my reasoning, but... I was always going to pick Rise of the Resistance. I have that nostalgia factor for Star Tours, but if I put that aside and I ask myself, what is a better ride? I'm always going to pick Rise of the Resistance. You do have to pay for it through that individual lightning lane or, um, or yeah, or you have to wait in line basically for a really long time at times. But I've heard that if you go towards the end of the, the day when the park's about to close, you can really get into standby very quickly and, and be on that ride very quickly. I haven't tested out that theory yet, but I've heard some good things about that that strategy, so keep that in mind too. And I need like a keep keep that in mind soundbite because I realized when I was listening back in editing, I say that quite a bit, so keep that in mind. I'll keep that in mind for making a keep that in mind uh, audio clip. All right, so Rise of the Resistance defeats Star Tours to move on to the second round. We have another Star Wars attraction, Smuggler's Run. That's the Millennium Falcon attraction taking on Mickey and Minnie's Runaway Railway, which replaced the great movie ride not too long ago. And for this one, I really enjoy both of the rides. Smuggler's Run has really grown on me. I think the first time I rode it, I was expecting something different and I was a little bit let down. But the more I ride it and the more I understand the ride and the purpose of the ride, I love it. It's becoming one of my and my wife's favorite attractions. We got to be the pilot for the first time. Uh, I actually got to be the pilot twice. Me and my wife both did. First time I was the left pilot where you have to like, um, I think control the left and right or something like that or vice versa. And the other side on the right, my wife got to do that the first time. She got to throw it into light speed and I was pretty jealous, not going to lie. So if we ever got the opportunity again, I told her I want to switch up and I'm going to be the right pilot. You be the left pilot. And then we can compare notes. And that actually happened. 
and I think I enjoy I think I enjoy the one where you throw it in light speed better, the right pilot. So just keep that in mind. Um, but yeah, it's it's fun. It's kind of like Midway Mania or Toy Story Mania where you compete and you try to get the highest score at the end, kind of like Space Ranger Spin. But you're flying a ship and you're trying to keep it functional. And you're trying to smuggle that coaxium. And I'm going to be honest, I haven't actually done too well. I haven't scored too highly compared with some of my friends that wrote it. So I'm a little jealous and I need to get back out there and get a little bit better at my piloting game and see if we can get some more of that coaxium. But it's a blast. It's a good time. And you get to board the Millennium Falcon. It looks incredible in there. It looks just like the real Millennium Falcon. And the other ride, Mickey and Minnie's Runaway Railway, is an awesome addition to Hollywood Studios that was kind of lacking some of those kid-friendly rides. This isn't any height requirement, and you basically feel like you're transported into one of those newer cartoons um, that those Mickey cartoons, right? You feel like you're in that world. My only knock on it, and it's kind of a big one for like kids and stuff, is that it's super loud. I don't know why the volume is so loud in there, but especially when you get to like that jackhammer scene in the big city, it's so loud. Like I don't know why it's so loud, but um, it doesn't bother me too much. But I can see where like smaller kids, like my son who's 18 months, it kind of bugs him and makes it less enjoyable for everyone else because he's crying. And that's really the only part he doesn't enjoy in that ride. So um, the volume overall is a little bit too much for me. And Smuggler's Run is interactive and it keeps growing on me and it gets better and better each time I ride it, making it a great attraction. So I chose Smuggler's Run. And look at that. In the second round, we have Rise of the Resistance versus Smuggler's Run. So we're really going to determine the overall Star Wars winner in attractions in the next episode in the second round. That's the best thing about brackets. You determine the best overall winner. Okay, a couple more matchups in the first round. We have a three seed, Slinky Dog Dash, versus Toy Story Mania. Again, which one's the best at, at Toy Story Land in Hollywood Studios? For me, Slinky Dog Dash used to be my favorite attraction at Hollywood Studios. It was one of the smoothest roller coasters I've ever been on. And I said, it doesn't get much better than this as a part of the thrill factor. Um, Toy Story is my favorite Pixar movie. I'm riding Slinky Dog throughout Andy's backyard. It's incredible. It's an incredible ride. There is some thrill factors, some nice little drops, those like little up and down ones, the, the bumpy ones that kind of get you every now and then. It's extremely fun. Toy Story Mania. It's a super interactive ride. Probably one of my favorite interactive rides at any theme park. I just feel like the accuracy and precision of that just from you pulling the string and throwing those ring tosses like for those aliens or the plates, breaking those plates and going through the minecart. Those are, it's so accurate. Like it amazes me how accurate those little devices are on your ride vehicles. And I love it. I could ride this one probably all day and just see if I can get better and better as I go through and maybe learn some other secret games that you can unlock as well, which when my wife and I are working together, we know how to get to some of the the secret games and you're able to score much higher. So just a little tip there. If you do unlock some of those secret games within the games, like the alien one, I know, how, I think they all have one, but 
I know the alien one does as well. You are able to unlock some higher score opportunities as well. So, um, awesome ride. Awesome, awesome ride. And the theming of the queue is just incredible. It makes you feel like you're one of the toys in Andy's room. Um, overall, we're talking about best rides, best Disney rides in this bracket. This is a tough choice. This was probably one of the hardest ones for me. But I went with Slinky Dog Dash taking out Toy Story Mania. Because when I think of rides and theme parks, I think of roller coasters. I think of that ultimate thrill factor that you're getting from that ride. Something that you can't really get in front of a video screen sometimes. And that's why I chose Slinky Dog Dash. It's one of my favorite roller coasters at any theme park. The theming is incredible. Um, some of the views that you get from the ride are awesome too. And I love that ride vehicle. That's one of my favorite ride vehicles. You can hear like the slinky spring sound effects sometimes when they take off. Like it's uh, unwinding basically or contracting. And just those little touches that Disney puts on there makes it an incredible attraction. So Slinky Dog Dash defeats Toy Story Mania. Moving on to the second round. The final matchup for Hollywood Studios is... Tower of Terror, our two seed versus number seven, Rock and Roller Coaster. These attractions are basically right next to each other at the back of um, Sunset in Hollywood Studios. And I just rode Rock and Roller Coaster yesterday, so I feel like this gives me a little bit better view of these two rides. Tower of Terror, I rode this probably two or three weeks ago. So I rode both of these very recently. And for me, this one comes down to the overall theming, the enjoyability of the ride, and the overall thrill factor of this ride as well. And one thing I noticed yesterday, I don't know if I've said, I think I have said this in previous episodes, I'm a bigger guy, I'm 6'3", um, with a like a wide frame basically, and I don't know for other similar guests or similar listeners out there that um, when you're riding rock and roller coaster and you try to pull down that protective bar over your shoulders and your chest it doesn't go down very far for me and I have like a big I have big shoulders and big chest and things like that so um, it's kind of tough for me to pull that down and then have my arms available to like hold on to those little those little hand or handles there or I just kind of found it a little bit awkward where to put my hands it's kind of like the Ricky Bobby thing on Talladega Nights like I don't know what to do with my hands like I could make that meme off of my photo at Rock and Roller Coaster I think um, I don't know what to do with my hands, but, um, overall I do love this, this ride. It is, it's very smooth and it's one of the only rides at Walt Disney World. I think it might be the only one that goes upside down, right? I know at California Adventure, the Incredicoaster goes upside down in one loop, but Rock and Roller Coaster is an indoor coaster. You start off hitting like 60 miles per hour going into a, um, a loop and then you also do a corkscrew as well, which I forgot about till yesterday. And uh, and yeah, it's in the dark. You kind of look at some some signage as you go by. They're kind of like neon signs lit up, and your little limo is is taking you through town or basically through LA. And one thing I didn't really notice before, but after writing Cosmic Rewind, where it's very heavily music music focused and music based, and it has a soundtrack. I was hoping, and this rock and roller coaster is themed to Aerosmith, if you don't know, but they usually play a different song 
kind of in the same style as Cosmic Rewind, but they don't do a great job of it in this ride. Uh, it's not really about the music, and I really had to struggle. I've heard, I have some pretty good knowledge of Aerosmith songs and their soundtrack and their collection, but or their albums. And I had a really hard time trying to pick out what song was playing. I was in like the front vehicle in the second row, and I couldn't really tell you what song I was listening to. It wasn't very loud, and I couldn't really hear it. I don't know if it's because of where I was sitting or what, but um, I did hear more of like the, the sound effects, like horn honking and stuff like that. So I don't know if that got in the way, but it was really a struggle to hear the music in that ride, which is centered around one of the most popular bands, arguably, right, in the 90s, which is Aerosmith. So I couldn't hear what song it was. So that's one big knock on it. And the comfortability of the ride was a struggle for a bigger self, per person like myself. Tower of Terror, I had no problems fitting into that ride. Um, it's like an elevator that's dropping you down and it's not functioning correctly, right? And it just drops you. It's one of those classic ride drop vehicles. They have one similar to it. They used to have the same attraction at California Adventure in California, but they rethemed it to Guardians of the Galaxy and it's more bouncy and it has more video screens and things like that. But... For my money, I love the theming of Tower of Terror, the Twilight Zone Tower of Terror. You watch that episode preview and like the pre-show, and it just gets you in the right mode. You go through the boiler room, spooky setting. They do a really good job with the theming there, and the cast members do a really good job. The bellhops or the elevator attendants, they're doing an incredible job acting and putting you in that different world for the time being. So I really appreciate that. And I used to be kind of a scaredy cat of this ride until my wife got me to ride it. And now it's starting to become possibly my favorite ride at um, Walt Disney World. So, um, and definitely, I think it's definitely my favorite ride at Hollywood Studios now. It's definitely overtaken some of those rides. So, for that, the theming alone, I'm going to have to go with Tower of Terror and... The thrill factor, it doesn't get much thrilling than Tower of Terror. So you're kind of giggling, kind of like on uh, Cosmic Rewind. You're giggling the whole time through. So after that first big drop, you kind of, um, your nerves kind of calm down a little bit. And you're like, oh, this isn't too bad. And then you go up and then you drop and go up again, drop again. And my favorite part is when the doors open out to the park and it lets in the daylight um, on a naturally darker ride. And... It's incredible. You get some good views up there, and you can hear it throughout the whole park when you're walking up to it. So, um, for me, I chose Tower of Terror. And no knock on Rock and Roller Coaster, but like I said, I think my criticisms of it were the ride vehicles not too comfy for me, and and I couldn't hear the music, and it was focused around a, a rock band, so I couldn't hear that, and that's kind of a big knock. And Tower of Terror. Doesn't get much better than that, so I chose Tower of Terror to move on to the second round. And in the second round, we do have Star Wars Rise of the Resistance against another Star Wars ride, Smuggler's Run, the Millennium Falcon. And then we also have Slinky Dog Dash taking on Tower of Terror. So we have some big hitters in the second round there. Let's kind of review, because we're not going to reveal my winners of the second round until a future episode. This one's all about the first round. I want to hear some feedback from you all. And I will be posting some polls out there for some of those 
um, second round matchups as well as a couple of those first round matchups which you um, getting your opinion on what you think is a better attraction so at Hollywood Studios we have Rise of the Resistance versus Smuggler's Run like I said Slinky Dog Dash versus Tower of Terror in the second round Epcot we have Guardians of the Galaxy Cosmic Rewind versus Frozen Ever After Soaring Around the World versus Test Track over at Magic Kingdom, we have Splash Mountain versus Big Thunder Mountain Railroad in a Battle of the Mountains. And we have Jungle Cruise versus Haunted Mansion, two timeless and classic attractions. Uh, let me know what you think on Twitter. That one's going to be tough to decide. Animal Kingdom, we have in the second round, Expedition Everest versus Cali River Rapids. And Kilimanjaro Safaris versus Flight of Passage. That's going to be a really good match up there as well at animal kingdom so there we have it we're down to let's see we have one two three four times four we head down to the sweet 16 of the disney rides bracket in a future episode hopefully i can get it down to the final four and then leave that up for some debate and discussion as well i hope you enjoyed today's um, bracket presentation and ride um, determining the overall best ride at walt disney world resort I had fun making this episode and I could make brackets all day. Maybe I'll have to make like a Pixar bracket in a future episode or the best Disney movie uh, in a future episode as well. I just love brackets and I feel like it's a fun way to determine an overall winner and the best ride at Disney World like we're doing here today. So I hope you participate on Twitter. Um, let me know your feedback. Make sure to continue to like and download these episodes it really helps me out every every little bit counts basically so thank you all that's a wrap today we discussed our disney or walt disney world resort rides bracket we narrowed it down from 32 rides down to 16 and in future episodes we will discuss um, some future victors and future champions and advance further into that disney ride bracket uh, now it's time to hear from you. Like I said, make sure to follow the show on Twitter at Joel New World. You can also find a Joel New World on YouTube. I did post my Hollywood Studios day out there. It's a little bit of a walkthrough and got to experience what I experienced on my adventure to the park yesterday morning at Hollywood Studios. I had a great time. So check it out. Uh, I'm also posting some content on how to navigate through the app and the tip board for that Genie Plus episode that we recorded uh, previously in episode three and like I said I also record some of my experiences at the parks and would love to share my experiences with you if you enjoyed the show today make sure to continue to download each episode and follow the show and subscribe thanks for joining me on our adventure today and I'll see you next time on a Joel new world with you